Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. You're not going to get better inventory than that at the dealership. Great pre owned inventory. Wide selection as well. Well priced sales staff that will work with you. Great trade in values. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, let's get to our play by play call of the day. One of the sparkling talents of the NBA is John ja Morant of Memphis, and he's showed off some talent here. Four, shot clock is off. Denver does not have a foul to give. Morant, a 360 spin and a finish. How ridiculous is that? Stand by Morant. There's time. Good if it goes. Oh, Oh my. He's a bad man. (sighs) Boy, last time we heard that was in a staff meeting. All right. That's our play-by-play call of the day. We'll get to Dick Girardi in a moment. Mike and Lansdale. Mike, how are you today? It's a pleasure. Okay. How are you, Steve? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Thank you, thank you for all your work uh, for Penn State football and basketball, and uh, you do a great job. God bless you. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Um, the question is the college football playoffs. I want your opinion on this. I don't mm-hmm. even think Notre Dame should be eligible for the Final Four unless they go undefeated because they don't play in a conference where I think it's harder to win uh, because the teams and the coaches know each other better and the, and the fans are rowdy. And they don't have to play the conference championship, the biggest game of the year. So if they, well, everybody else is beating each other up. They're just sitting there watching. Isn't that an unfair advantage? It is in some ways, Mike, and I'll explain why. One, you brought up a really good point, and that's about the 13th game. It's, isn't it interesting that the only time Notre Dame – now, Notre Dame played in the BCS National Championship – but when it comes to playing in the college football playoff, it's an interesting last year they got in by playing in the ACC. And right. they played in and they played in that extra game last year. They played in that extra game last year. And they got and, blown out and still got in. Right. But to their credit, they'd beaten Clemson earlier and they played a lot of good football to get there. They were a one loss team going in. Uh I think the thirteenth game is a big issue. And the reason it's a big issue to me is as follows. You've got to go out and risk it one extra time compared to everybody else. Right. right? As opposed to this team, they don't have to risk it the extra time. Uh, it's also difficult for them in putting together a schedule. Uh, because when you look at their schedule, games that you thought were going to be wow when they began haven't turned out that way. Virginia Tech is eh. Florida State is eh. Uh, you know, USC this year is eh. You know, now on paper, Florida State, Virginia Tech, USC, it's a heck of a schedule. 
Yet in this particular year, the reason they're back at 10th, Mike, is quite simple. It's not just the loss to Cincinnati, but it really is, in the end, in retrospect, didn't play a great game against Florida State because they're not very good. Didn't play a great game against Toledo, which is a 500 team. Got away with it. Okay, there's every year you got to get away with a game. They got away with one there. And they really didn't play a great game at Virginia Tech either. And they're not really terrific. So that's, in the end, why they're 10th. Well, I just, um, I'm just wondering how the committee is going to look at them the rest of the season where all these big conference games are coming up and teams are going to beat each other up, and they're just sitting back and they're not playing anybody the rest of the year. And like, I you think know, like you said, right. Like it'll, you, play, it'll play a little bit of a role, but there's not enough attrition in front of them to get them to four uh, because you know, you've got Georgia's not going to move in all likelihood. Cincinnati probably is not going to lose. So now there's two spots available. Well, let's face it, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State could end up getting it, especially between the winner of Michigan State, Ohio State could get in there. Oregon's in a pretty good position as well. I already mentioned Cincinnati. Oklahoma hasn't lost yet. Uh, Wake Forest hasn't lost, but nobody has a lot of confidence in them. I just don't see enough attrition in front of Notre Dame to allow them to move. I just just have an issue with, uh, it seems like, the, the NCAA almost favors them that they don't have to pe- play by the same set of rules. And, you know, I, I say they're getting a conference and have to participate in that last game or else you're not eligible. Well, yeah, and again, the, the other you know, when you look at the schedules, none of the schedules are even across the country anyway. Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10 all play nine conference games. SEC and ACC always play eight. And Notre Dame is not in a conference, even though they do have an agreement with the ACC to play games. Uh, so, you know, there needs to be some level of schedule uniformity, whether it's playing ten Power Five schools, whether you're allowing an FCS to be in your in your on your schedule or not. It needs to be uniformity in all this to come out of the, the discussions about going to twelve teams. Okay. Do I have time for a Penn State question? Yes, sir. Um, I've been following the team for a long time, and uh, very few years of it. I remember a running game like this, and I realized it's you know it's a combination of things: the lines, the line, the tight ends, and the blocking, et cetera. But but you look at the five backs on the team, and I don't see any breakaway backs, which is really startling for this kind of program. Well, love love it can be, love it can be, love it can be a breakaway back, and I see it every day in practice, Mike. So John Kenby, it's just a question of getting him, you know, past that second level, because I think that's been the biggest issue of all is the inability to now get past the second level. Once they do that, you know, it, they'll you'll they'll be a breakaway. Love it is the breakaway back of the group. Okay, I I don't see why they don't they have a six six tight end, and I don't see why they just don't throw to him over the middle. Well, until the yeah. until the linebackers start backing up and then try to run the ball. Yeah, it, yeah. the The tight ends did catch eight passes last week. So between the Auburn game and last week, you're absolutely right. They needed to get the tight ends more involved. Last weekend, they did get them more involved, really deeply for the first time since the Auburn game because they did combine for eight catches. Okay. All right. Thanks again. Mike, Mike, thank you so much. Appreciate your call and you. Thanks. All right, let's go to California. Talk a little horse racing. 
my good friend Dick Girardi, sir, welcome. Great man himself, Dick Girardi. It is the 38th Breeders' Cup. More importantly, the 18th season that we will work together on Penn State basketball. Sorry, I know wow. at the moment you have priorities on the 38th Breeders' Cup, but I do. Uh, this Friday and Saturday will be Breeders' Cup time, but looking forward to making the, the drive, Steve, for the first time since we walked out of the Jordan Center after the Big Ten tournament. Wait a yeah. second, the Big Ten tournament at Jordan Center? Yeah, but that's where we were last <laughs> year for all the games. That's so, where we were for forward. every game. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to being in the Jordan Center for Youngstown State on Wednesday and actually traveling to different venues uh, like we always did in the past. Uh, we understood what was going on last year. It was just the way of the world. Uh, hopefully we're back to more normal. Looking forward to Coach Shrews and uh, the Penn State and seeing Johnny Harrah back, Seth Lundy. Uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. And, uh, which then brings us to this, because uh, you're in Del Mar, uh, mm-hmm. so it's a little warmer than here. Uh, <laughs> and it's a point of emphasis that you already made to me earlier. Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's not like super warm out here, Steve. It's in the high 50s. Yeah. But, yeah, we're plus 30 over you. And people that know the geography of Southern California, Del Mar is located about 20 miles north of San Diego, mm-hmm. and it is right on the beach. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, a little north of La Jolla. Uh, so yeah, it's one of it's actually one of God's great creations. Yeah, down here, just like you sort of look around, and you go, "Is this, is this real?" But it is, and it's the Pacific, and it's uh, fourteen horse races over two days, Friday and Saturday, with lots of money uh, on the line for the owners, and lots of money on the line mm. for those who will be wagering on their horses. I'm surprised you would bring up the aspect of paper. <laughs> it is, it's interesting. When the Breeders' Cup was first uh, thought of by John Gaines, the great breeder in Kentucky, 40 years ago, it was they were going to finance it Steve, by um, what's known as stallion seasons, and they would nominate their stallion. Each person who would nominate the stallion would pay one stallion fee to put it to the pot for the person. And that worked for a while, but now it should be better known as the Betters Cup because yeah. it's the amount of money that's bet on these races that actually finances the purses. Uh, they haven't changed the name of it from Breeders' Cup to Betters Cup, but they should. Right, they should, exactly. Well, the centerpiece is always the classic. And this is a nine-horse race. I already predicted to you the horse you would go first. But <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> but I want to get to Medina Spirit. Uh, when I called you yesterday, you were just about to engage in a conversation with Mr. Baffert, and you decided to keep the phone open so I could be <laughs> at least a fly on the wall for the conversation. Yes, it sir. was thoroughly intriguing. Uh, this is a man who's built a a deep reputation along the way. That reputation is um, there are people taking shots at it. 
How angry was the trainer yesterday? Yeah, I, I thought he was controlled, Steve, but you could tell he was really upset with what's happened since the Derby when Medina Spirit, he revealed, it actually hasn't been uh, revealed officially yet by the Kentucky Racing Commission, but he revealed that the horse had tested positive for a therapeutic medication called phenomethazone, which is actually a legal medication to train horses with. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's just not legal to have in a horse's system on race day. Uh, it's not a performance enhancer. He's not Lance Armstrong. Uh, he's not the trainer's uh, Jason Service and George Navarro that got indicted with tons of others early in 2020. It's nothing like that. Uh, but the problem, all people see are headlines, which is uh, Derby winner test positive. They're not going any farther. They only ask for what. So, yeah, he's been caught up in this legal morass, more than that, a public relations mess since May. And at the beginning, he didn't particularly handle it very well. He said, look, the horse was never given the stuff. And then they realized it was actually an appointment that they'd given him for a skin rash, which was just sloppiness on the barn's part. Why they do that, I have no idea. Um, and he'd had a couple of other similar kinds of incidents in the year prior, but all for, again, therapeutic medications that are legal. He just can't test on race day for them, and, and they can't be slightly over the normal threshold, that kind of stuff. So he's getting lumped in with the real cheaters, and he's not. Uh, but unfortunately, most people don't go beyond the headlines. So where does this horse fit in this race, in your opinion? Look, he should be in it. He deserves to be in it. I mean, he won the Derby fair and square. It wasn't because he had the bet of methadone. I right. talked to a single vet that suggests that's that anything to do with it. Uh, but eventually he's probably going to get disqualified from the first money because it's just the rule is the rule. And, I mean, I get that. That's fine. Uh, he's just hoping to get his reputation back at this point. Now, it's going to be difficult because most people don't listen to conversations like you and I are having. Right. Now, and that he, he and I had yesterday um, standing out uh, in the Marquee Village that are overlooking the racetrack at Delmar. So, yeah, I mean, he, look, he fit. He deserves to be in the race. I don't think it's his kind of race, Steve. Right. Remember the Derby, he went to the front, uh, he held off all the challengers. That's kind of how he runs his best race. I don't think that's going to happen Saturday. Nick's go is just inherently faster, so I think Medina Spirit is going to be chasing. He's going to be in a situation not dissimilar to the Preakness, where he was just harassed, even though he made the lead. I just don't think it's going to be comfortable for him. I, I, look, he's got a great record. Bob's done a great job with him. I do not like him at the Classic. I just think it's a bad service. All right, so let's get to the horse that you've liked a lot as time has gone. This is Doug O'Neill's horse, Hot Rod Charlie. Uh, Flavian Pratt on board. What is it about this horse that you've locked in on and you've liked for a period of time? So he's a two-way horse in a sport where that's really important. Some horses only run well, Mexico being one of them, when they have things they're, where they're incredibly comfortable. Like Dixco, if he doesn't make the lead on Saturday, he's not going to be anywhere. I think he's going to make the lead. I think he's got a real chance to win because of that. Right. Hot Rod Charlie runs great if he's on the lead, but if he's a couple lengths back, he also runs great. You love two-way horses because they get the rider option, and they give you options if you've played it. You're not eliminated at the start if something happens. So I like that. I think you could make a case and that he was the best horse in the Derby. Uh, he had just a little bit of trouble on the first turn, ended up finishing third, and Medina Spirit had the better of the trips. Uh, I 100% will make the case he was the best horse in the Belmont because he got harassed the whole way on the lead. 
essential quality is obviously in the classic and is the favorite for horse of the year right now along with the stable mate Nick Sco. Got him at the end of the Belmont, but I thought in my mind High Rock Charlie was the better horse that day given how the race was run. That he finished first in the half school, got disqualified. I watched him win the Pennsylvania Derby. It was awesome. It was the best race of his life. He comes in with the best speed figure in the race. Uh, I think he's getting better, Steve, as the year goes on. And I think he's going to deliver the performance of his life on Saturday. And I think he's going to win. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, and the Kentucky Derby, you talk about the first term. That's 20 horses. Correct. All right. This yeah. is nine. And instead of a mile and a half, it's a mile and a quarter. Do you, Correct. Do, do the fewer horses and the standard mile and a quarter distance figure to his favor? I mean, I, I think it, 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 he's fine with it. I think Nick's go is no problem. There are people right. who wonder if he'll go that far. I'm not one of those people. Essential quality is obviously proven right. at the distance. And, look, essential quality has got the great, best record in the race. I mean, he's only lost one. Right. In the Derby, he was fourth beat by a length, and he ran beautifully that day. He's got beat. Um, won the Belmont, won the Travers, won the Breeders' Cup last year. I mean, Nick's go won a Breeders' Cup race last year. He's won huge races all year long, the Pegasus World Cup. It, it's, just, it's a fascinating race, but it's one of those three. Uh, I mean, there's right. other six other horses in a race. Dark Collector has, he, he's a very nice horse. I just don't think he's this good. Yeah. The few others that have zero chance. Uh, so I think it just comes down to those three. It's three, four, and five are the numbers. Hot Rod's three, Central Quality four, and yeah. Go is five. Um, and I think it's going to be that, that you just got to figure out the right order. And I'm hoping that the three is the one in front of right. the well, and Brad Cox has the other two, and Louis Saez yep. will ride Essential Quality, and Joel Rosario yep. will ride Nick's Go. Nick's Go would yep. be the horse that, to the, okay, I think the casual fan knows Essential Quality. Yep. The casual fan knows Hot Rod Charlie, but might not yep. know Nick's Go. Is that fair? Correct. And what is it about Nick's Go that makes uh, him a five to two? Right. So Nick's Go is a, a pretty good two-year-old. Uh, several years ago, uh, back at Churchill at the Breeders' Cup, he actually ran second in the Breeders' Cup, um, and then, then, then last year, it, it, and then he kind of just, it, something went amiss for a while, and, and then, then he ran unbelievably well once Brad Cox got him. They changed trainers like midstream last year. So since then, Steve, he's run seven races around two turns. He's won them all, and they're all significant races, and he wins them all the same way. He just goes to the front, nobody can keep up. And it's the best style of horse racing. It's like it's like sports. It's like we talk about the games all the time. Better to play from in front. Yep. In horse racing, it's gigantic because horses run best when they're comfortable. When when are when are any of us more comfortable driving a car or doing anything else when there's not a lot of traffic? Horses are no different. That's why Nick is so effective. He's incredibly fast. He's fast at the beginning. He's fast at the end. And look, if he's if he's out there by a couple of lengths. Unimpeded on the backstretch, you're watching the race. He's probably going to win. <laughs> yeah. and, and, but trust me, I'll have a few five threes to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> if I buy right. Charlie one second, I will not. I will not be leaving Delmar with that. Part. I mean, won the twenty one Whitney, right? So I mean, yeah, so. won the Pegasus World Cup. I mean, yeah. he's just he's just fast. Yeah. Uh, and and Brad Cox is in a great spot because he's got two horses with incredible talent yep. that have totally different running styles. So for some reason somebody does run with next go or he gets tired or whatever happens, he's got essential quality. It's like he's got a second wave coming. Uh, and essential quality is really good. 
And I thought Hot Rod Charlie's last work on Saturday was phenomenal, and I thought Essential Qualities would be better on Sunday than Churchill. Uh, those are the two best works I saw at the race. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be fun. I think we have a chance to have an epic epic finish in the stretch tomorrow night, NBC primetime at 840. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody that that likes exciting sports and see, wants, to, wants to see a good competition, that's the race you're going to want to see. Of the other races, uh, which one sticks out to you that you know, they're all going to be intriguing to you because you'll yep. you'll start sure. running you'll start running each one. But give me sure. give me two of them that you sit back and say the casual fan ought to take note. Yeah, probably the turf, which is the race right before the classic on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Tarnawa, the great Philly who won the Breeders' Cup turf, is back to defend her champ uh, championship. She won it last year at Keene when she just most recently finished second in the arc on this awful like gooey, crazy racetrack. Uh, I, I I think she's worth seeing. I mean, she she might be the best grass horse in the world, so that's something to absolutely tune in for. She, she's trained by the Dermot Weld, the great Irish trainer, who doesn't come to the U.S. often, Steve, but he's the first ever European trainer to come and win a, win a classic. He came back 20 years ago and won the Belmont Six with a horse called Go and Go. They just, that European trainers just, they, they kind of opened the door for more of them to come to the U.S., not just with turf horses, but also with third horses. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and look, the two-year-old race on, on Friday is always worth seeing. Yeah. You got Corniche for Bob Baffert. Uh, you got Jack Christopher for Chad Brown, two of the powerhouse trainers in the country. They're going to be the two favorites. And if one of them wins, that's going to be your favorite as we head to 2022 for the Derby. So that, that's the second to last race on, uh, on Friday. All right, so tell us uh, how you want to play the classic because uh, you don't just go out and buy a ticket to win. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think the way to play, Steve, for me, I'm going to have I'm going to have Hot Rod Charlie heavily over Essential Quality. I'm going to have Hot Rod Charlie heavily second behind Nick's Go for all the reasons I just cited. Yep, and I will also have a little bit of Hot Rod Charlie sec- uh, first with Nick's Go second. I think Nick's Go is more likely to finish nowhere than second right? unless he just gets caught in the last 50 yards, which could happen, but that's not a scenario you can really plan on. Um, and I will probably have a, some essential quality over Hot Rod Charles. Uh, so in that, basically he's going to have to finish first or second, and I'll kind of wait to play what I think is the most likely. And I think the two most likely are Hot Rod Charlie over essential quality or Nick's go over Hot Rod Charles. So, given how the race is going to be run and the talent of the respective forces, um, but yeah, the one thing I definitely want to have is that I see Nick's go as I said out there cruising by two lengths on the back stretch. I do not want to just have Hot Rod Charlie first because Nick's go one hundred percent going to win that scenario. Right, exactly. So, in other words, for the fan out there, concentrate on three, four, five. Somewhere. In the- yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's, it's, the question is the order. The, yep. one I'm, the ones I'm not going to have are, are the two cock horses together. Not just that can't happen, but that's going to be the one the public is. That's the ones that are going to pay the least. Right. Because they're going to be the two favorites. Um, and, look, I'm a hot rod Charlie believer. The best going to be the best price of the three of them. So I'm going I'm to live. I'm going to live with Charlie. Dick Girardi in Delmar. We'll go 3,000 miles to the east with the King. Final half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory, fabulous sales staff. Hey, look, you're going to get a lot of value on that trade-in, too. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. And don't forget about the great service department. All right, we'll go 3,000 miles from Del Mar in California with Dick Girardi to New England and the King. Welcome, sir. Hey, man, how's it going? Doing all right. How about you? I'm well. Thanks for caring. Um, what was I going to say? Monday night? Hello? Yeah. Next Monday. I think you talk. Are you talking about next Monday, the 15th? Yeah. Yeah. Basketball, there you go. UMass. Yep. Next Monday night. Yep. Is I will. Still uh, 7 o'clock. It's uh, 7 o'clock. Awesome. Yep. Okay, I'm ready, baby. So, I'll probably. What time do you get there? I don't know. Um, I don't. You want me to uh, save you a seat. <laughs> you mean in terms of getting to the arena? Yeah. I, I don't know because it's a new coaching staff. Uh, normally, it's about well, an hour and a half before tip off, maybe an hour fifteen. Okay. Something like that, so but it'll be, it's yeah. it's the first road trip I've done with this staff, so I'm going to need an itinerary because right now I can guess, but it would only be a guess. Okay, oh, I'll probably get there around five five thirty. There's benches outside the front of the place, so I'll probably be waiting for you. So. Yeah, I've never yeah I've never been to this arena. I did yeah, all I've been there games. a few times. For yeah, I've done all those games at Curry X Cage. I did a game at the Springfield Civic Center, but never here. In fact, Dick Girardi was kidding me. He said, you're going to pick up an arena on me. I said, yeah, <laughs> I guess I will. Uh, so for me, it'll be arena number literally 150. Wow. Right? Um, and then when I go to VCU in Richmond, that'll be 151 in December. Wow. So Girardi won't be there? Gerardi will be there. He just oh, he just has, he's he's done a game there. I haven't, so right. I pick up an arena on him. Yeah, no. no, it's very plain. You know, it's not, but it's nice. It's a hockey you know. arena too, right? It's what? It's also their hockey arena too, right? I believe so. Yeah, it's a nice place. It probably seats ten thousand. You know. And their seats are not bleachers, so it's it's nice. It's like I said, it's not like flamboyant or anything, but it's you know it's comfortable. So it's good I've enough. been there probably five times. So. Yeah, nice. So that'll be good. Yeah, it's a week. Yeah, from... and it's easy yeah. to get to. I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere. So right. where are you guys staying? Again, I don't know yet. Um, I'll have to get the itinerary because I've got I've got a road trip this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so since I got a road trip this weekend, I've got the itinerary for that. Uh, I will probably get that Monday because we have a hoops club lunch and I'm supposed to MC and I'll probably get more information then. Well, I'll find you. So 
if I don't I mean, see I'll you have walking to find in, it, I don't know where it is going. yet. <laughs> I said, I'll have to find it. I don't know where it is yet. <laughs> I'm going, yo, Steve. <laughs> I'll be the guy with the hat. So, <laughs> Well, Dan's oh. going to be there, too. So, Who? Dan's going to be there, too. Danny will be there? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's not very far from there. Well, no. same. So what's he about? 70 miles? Yeah, it's like an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. There you go. A nice little family reunion. I like it. Yeah, it'll be fun. But none of us live in the same area. It's going home. From here, it's not bad. I leave from work. But going yeah. home, almost 80 miles away. So. Yeah. But that's yeah. all right. It'll yeah. be my second night out since I've been married. I've been married five years, so that's pretty good. So. Not bad. I'm glad to hear you're on work release. I'm trying to buy material the other day. It's floating in the Pacific Ocean. It's of course like, it is. Be kidding me. 12 week delivery. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Sorry. Uh, getting harder and harder to do business. I Get got the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> I got audited by the state of Connecticut last week. All right, I got one full-time employee and two part-time Department of Labor. I'm like, don't you got bigger fish in the sea? You know, I passed. So I said to the guy, "What what I do wrong?" He goes, "Nothing. You just got picked arbitrarily." I said, "Why can't I win the Powerball?" arbitrarily <laughs> <laughs> true that uh, I mean the suit so, says he, the, the suit too, says he won the Albany I'm like yeah well <laughs> you're making a lot more money than me so yeah. uh, well, we passed well the, so. well the suit says he won the Albany lottery all he had to do was make some contribution to whatever I was like, I, I was like <laughs> well, I, my only response running around the office it's running between the guy's legs Pick your fight, not not today. He's got no peanuts. He's good. So, <laughs> so hey, hats off to Penn State. I last week I said there's no, uh, you know, good loss, but they played hard. So they played really hard. It was yeah, a good now I got to win. Game. So, now you got to win. So now you got to win. But I'm just yep. saying. I was hard on them last week. I thought, and I thought they they played really hard. You know, yep. they, the other team was better, no question. That better athletes at certain positions. So and that's the way it goes. But they played very hard. So he had them ready to play this week. I'm afraid of this week's game. They've had a good week. Of, they've had a good week of practice. I'll tell you that's that. Good. I like to see them go out and kick their butts. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be talking to him. Ooh, what an hour and forty-five minutes from now. That's all right. He'll be on the show then. Carolyn Keeger is the leadoff guest tonight on women's basketball. Then James at six thirty. All right, we'll come back. Pick some games for you in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio ten seventy WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. It's amazing. Uh, the suit claims he arbitrarily won the Albanian lottery. Uh, and there was something about he had to make some sort of contribution or whatever. And, uh, and you know you know me. My attitude is always make your own mistakes. All right. So, uh, great. That sounds about right. Major League Baseball took the Braves, took the All-Star game away from the Braves, and the Braves yeah. won the World Series. So. There you go. Good the businesses ended up least. getting some money out of it. Yeah, yeah they, they got, got three, three games big there. Games instead of one. So yeah, good for Atlanta. All right, All so right. last so here we go. Let's go. So last week, Steve, it was not a great week for you, and you have opened the door. The maps right there now. Yeah, two and six for Steve last week. King and I went four and four, so I am one game behind Steve for first place, Ooh. and King is. Still in it a little bit. Still got some work to do, but you're seven games back. But you're in the picture. I keep giving it up for the team, so. But I do it on purpose. There you go. All right, so we're going to start with Liberty at Ole Miss this week for, I guess, what seems to be Cupcake Week across college football. Steve. Well, you know what the what the lure is here. It's Liberty's coach going back. After putting Ole Miss on probation. That is true. Do I have to point out everything here? <laughs> I, uh, okay. Um, but other than that, does with... anybody care about this matchup? No. There's no uh, games. No. Uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, I got Ole Miss outright. I'm all over Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I think their linebackers are fast or strong. They're kind of, I don't know anything about them. You know what? I you got, got close with the Giants last week against the Chiefs, so, you know, never say that. Uh, hey, Liberty's 7-2, so they're pretty good. No, no, I mean, no, he's he's done a good job with the program. I think this is too big a step on the road, though. Yep, I got Liberty. All right, next one. Boise State at number 25, Fresno State. King. Oh, I love Boise State in this matchup. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> Steve. Uh, we'll go Boise with real State estate. seems to win when you think they're not going to win. That's the only reason I'm taking them. So. Well, I mean, Bachmeyer's a good quarterback. Um, but this is this is a real estate game. Location, location, location. It's at Fresno. I'll go with Fresno. I'm rolling with Fresno as well for that factor. And I just think they have just a little bit more. So I'm, I'm going to go with the with the Bulldogs and the, the red turf. 
They beat UConn like 55 to nothing. So, so did the Little Sisters of the Poor. Yeah. Oh, good. One of these days, UConn's playing Clemson. <laughs> well, Either this week or next week. It won't be as bad as you would think in the past, but we'll just <laughs> leave it at that. All right, Iowa at Northwestern. Steve. Northwestern has no offense. Iowa wins and comfortably. Yeah, Northwestern is going to have a new stadium, and that's about it. Iowa. The last two weeks, Iowa stunk up the place. It went from number two in the country to number 19 19, now. Yeah. Whatever, and I think they're going to drop out of the top 25 this week. I got Northwestern. Yep. Look at Why you. Not? I'm way behind. I can't. <laughs> I got to go for the big upsets. So. This week is probably going to make or break but you. Iowa but... stinks. They're not good. No, they aren't good, but Northwestern's. Uh, Penn State Northwestern... should. They, Iowa should be on a three-game losing streak. Well, Penn yeah. State would have won that game if Clifford didn't get hurt. They'd have won by three touchdowns. They weren't even in that game until Clifford got hurt. So. And then finally, the, pro- the, the, the problem Northwestern has is that they don't have enough offense, and against well, a defense that can will. play, yeah, they don't have enough. Period. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> finally, SEC game of the week: Auburn at Texas A&M. King, really good game. I love Auburn in this game, and I'm serious on this one. Auburn is playing really good football. So, the great win for Penn State beating Auburn. So, Auburn, big. I'm going with the Tigers as well, but I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. Steve? Uh, I'm picking Auburn. All right, we all got the Tigers there. All right, NFL time. We're going to start with Thursday night football tonight, which I think is rather, rather interesting, actually. Jets, Colts. Jets coming off the upset, led by Mike White, who's now in the Hall of Fame. If you didn't see that. And Indy's coming off the disastrous overtime loss to Tennessee. King, let's start with you. I'm, You know, I hate the Jets, but I like this kid. And I watched the Patriot game when he came in, and they were a completely different offense. This kid's a really good quarterback, Mike White. He's, he's a real deal. It's not a fluke. I'm going to... I'm going to ride on the Jets on this one. You know what, King? I am with you. Because yeah. but for this reason only, I believe more in Carson Wentz doing something stupid with the football than I do in Mike White. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Jets to get another upset. And Indy keeps going down south. Steve. Indianapolis spent uh, 10 minutes working on kneel downs at the end of the game. For good reason. <laughs> They'll win. All right, so Steve goes to chalk there. All right. Uh, let's go with Cleveland at Cincinnati next. Cincinnati, of course, coming off the loss to the Jets. But Cleveland, they've had a mess of a week. Steve. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. won't play. That's addition by subtraction, Cleveland. Ooh, okay. I got Cincy. I think they bounce back. Cleveland's a mess right now. King. I have Cincinnati. Yeah. All right. We're all opposite so far. Now, we'll do this next because the fun, the other game that we're picking is the best one of the week with more intriguing headlines, so I'll give that the respect it deserves. But next one, we got the Chargers coming to the link. 
to visit the Eagles after the big thumping of the Detroit Lions last week. Steve. Chargers. I'm going to go with a legitimate NFL franchise. (laughs) Who can't even get their own fans to fill their own stadium. Oh, your fans show up with hate. (laughs) At least they show up. Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, They're embarrassing the you, Chargers you, fans. You stink. You're awful. Great fans. Santa Claus, boo. <laughs> yeah, let's let the other, let's let the opposition fans take over our stadium. Yeah, great fans. Oh, I told you it was dumb that they moved. Yeah, Chargers don't even I, exist. I mean, uh, but, you know, but I think they've got a little more talent. Honesty always beats, always is better than loyalty. But And the, and the Eagle, Eagle fans have both. King. I have Philly. You got the Eagles. Yeah, I watched the Chargers last week. There's nothing special going on there. No, there's nothing. Patriots took care of them. Yeah, and and Philly, I thought the Eagles were really impressive against Detroit, as is everybody else. (laughs) Hey, they won. Philly has times during a game where they look like the best team in football. And then they have times where they look like the worst team in football. But... I like Jalen Hurts, so I'm riding Philly. All right, well, you're right, King. I haven't been enamored with the Chargers lately. I like them early on in the year, but they've been not looking great the last couple weeks. That was a bad loss at home. I think the Eagles are getting them at a good time. So they haven't won at home yet either this year. So call me a sucker, but I'm picking the Eagles. (laughs) Oh, I think it's a great pick, man. (laughs) And then finally... Green Bay with Jordan Love leading the way because Aaron Rodgers lied to his team about his COVID status. <laughs> at Papa Holmes in the Brett Feature. He said he was incubated or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand anymore. Steve. I, I, you know, Kansas City is just not playing well at all. But, I, again, I think they catch a big break here with Love playing quarterback. I'll go with Kansas City. King? I think Love's a good quarterback. I got Green Bay. Green Bay's playing as good as anybody. and uh, I'm going to say Love is going to go out there and play very well. He's finally got a chance. Green Bay, and Green Bay's running the ball well. So let's remember yeah, Green Bay's running it well. And their defensive their line is very good, too. Than I thought, so. Yeah, the defensive line's playing excellent. <laughs> Call this a kiss yeah. of death or not, but once again, King, I'm with you. Green Bay. I <laughs> kiss of death. <laughs> There Kansas was City's defense was is terrible. <laughs> Even Jordan Love will have a big game. There you go. This is going to be Kansas very City interesting week in the picks, year, boys. So. A lot of I movement's going to be made one way or the other. I guess you know, the, the Mahomes pat- has to reach a point here where yeah. he stops trying to be fancy and just go back and play. You know, can't play hero ball. Yeah, can't play hero throw ball. It, um, you know, throw sidearm behind his back, and uh, it, that all looks nifty, but it's not winning them football games. So, well, Hello? there is a chance I'll either be in first place or I'll be in the basement with you, King. <laughs> <laughs> so unfair. <laughs>